buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. All right. What is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I have a exciting guest for you today. I've got Leah Niedrethal. I almost messed that up. Um, she is a sales badass that teaches women who don't sell how to sell. So we got some interesting topics prepared for you today. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. All right. So before we jump into the good stuff, give us the short version of your sales story. Sure. So I teach women how to sell, how to sell B2B. Um, and the thing is that this is super hard and I know exactly how hard it is because I didn't come from selling. My background is actually from corporate marketing and I worked in agencies and I worked at a tech company. And when I first started my first business, which was a consulting uh, marketing website development consulting firm, uh, I was like, I come from marketing. How hard can that be uh, You know, to start this business? And what I found was that doing the actual work was the part I loved. And the sales part was so hard and difficult and challenging and paralyzing. And, uh, you know, I realized that just because I knew marketing doesn't mean I knew how to sell. So I actually freaked out so much that I went back into, uh, a corporate job. Um, but I knew that I really wanted to do this, you know, and, and run my own business. So I taught myself how to sell. I read every single book I could get my hands on, which turned into 65 books. I practiced every strategy that I was learning with my actual clients and anything I, that I felt, uh, that felt salesy, I ditched anything mm. that felt comfortable. I kept, and I essentially over those years put together a selling methodology that feels really comfortable. Um, it works and, uh, it helps me build great relationships. And so using that methodology, I have a 92% win rate and I've sold $3 million in work. And that's the methodology that I have, that I teach women who are you know, leaving corporate, starting their own businesses based on their expertise. And it, they just realize that they don't know how to do this and they hate it. So I teach them how to do that so they can sell, they can get more clients that they want, get more yeses and get paid dramatically more for their work. Mm. All right. There's so many good things in there. 65 books. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And well, okay. I'm a total, I'm a total nerd. So, yeah. you know, when I want to learn how to do something, I read about it. Yeah. I, I'm self-taught in sales too. I, I, um, I learned a lot of bad habits early on in sales and then figured out that that didn't feel 
right and was salesy and I didn't like it and I did okay and I did well, but um, I had to kind of go on my own path of seeking knowledge. It was more audiobooks and podcasts and blogs, uh, some books, but not 65. Um, yeah. So there are there are a lot of those tactics out there, right? Where you try them and you're like, ooh, this doesn't feel good. And then you can yeah. let them go. And there's unfortunately, there's still a lot of those tactics that are still taught today as well. So I love getting people on the show like yourself that are all about, um, you know, more service driven methods, more relationship driven methods. And so those are the things that I love talking about. But also, I don't want to I don't want to skip over this huge bomb that you dropped. Ninety two percent win rate. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, it's it it's real. I mean, after let's just be real before this was I had a lot of misses before yeah. I learned this methodology. Right. And sort of like figured this out. But since then, um, it's been really successful. Now, and, and this is this is a common thing that a common problem that a lot of people have, like they want to be entrepreneurial. They want to start a business. They have a skill. They want to leave corporate. And they think they have the best thing or that they're best at what they do. So like, how hard could it be to sell this thing or do this service or land clients? And they're usually in for a rude awakening that it's a lot harder than you think. And really sales is the number one skill that you need to have as a founder, as an entrepreneur, if you want to be successful. You're, the thing that you do, you don't even need to be the best at that, but you better be the best at selling whatever that is. Absolutely. I think it is a total rude awakening. And the thing is, sometimes it doesn't happen right at the beginning because usually what happens is people say, I'm starting my own business. I'm going to do this thing. And they tell everybody that they ever worked with and everybody they know and as they should. And Mm -hmm. then they get the first sort of first wave of clients uh, from people that they worked with in the past or people that they know or, or referrals or what have you. And then they, they're sort of lulled into this false sense of uh, security thinking, oh, it's going to be this hard, or sorry, it's going to be this easy all the time. And then oftentimes what happens is after you sort of go through that first wave, that's when the reality sinks in. And then when mm-hmm. you really start realizing, oh, shit, I'm going to have to, this isn't going to last forever. And now I have to do something about it. And that's when this, that's the sort of first, oh shit moment. The second, oh shit moment is, oh God, this is a huge part of my business. You know, even it's the most critical part after my expertise, after what I actually do. Mm. Yeah. So, and, and so that can, and, and what's interesting is it also another thing that I think is common as well. In addition to that, like, okay, they get a couple of wave of clients or friends or family or people that they know that are like, yeah, I want to support you and think you can do and help this thing. And they think that that's enough to kind of, you know, take that leap into entrepreneurship. Right. And, uh, but then they can also get caught up, like just doing the work and like the deliverables or that where it's like, they can't even find time to sell. They have no strategy around selling. They have no idea other than reaching out to people that they already know how to like, drive new relationships. Exactly. I know. And a lot of people are, you know, with that first wave of clients or the people that they've worked with or know from the past, you know, it's those sales are so much easier. Right. And so when you talk, when you start talking to people, new people, people who've never heard of you or people who don't have that deep relationship, that's when you have to know how to actually sell. Mm. How to create deep relationships with the people that you don't know. 
Exactly. How do you uh, how do you communicate your value? How do you help them see the value in their business? How do you price your work around value? But and also so they'll say yes. And then how do you lead an, an actual sales process to get uh, a, a signed proposal? Right. These are all the skills that a relationship that you come on come in with, you know, for for the referral can only take you so far. Right. Mm. With you, then you sort of have to have the skills and the, the confidence and and the strategy to actually help that client, um, you know, build that relationship and help them ultimately say yes. Yeah. So I want to. I'm curious to hear your take on this. Right. Is because a lot of people are, that maybe are entrepreneur or maybe we're like yourself, right? And they're like, they, I don't really want to do sales. I don't want to be a salesperson. I don't want to be a salesy, persuader, manipulative, you know, all of the common misconceptions of salespeople. Um, or that's not me. I don't have the personality. I can't do it. It's not in me. Like all of these excuses that they tell themselves why they don't need to sell or they don't want to sell. Can you just debunk some of those for us? Yeah, there are a lot. I mean, I think the first misconception is that selling is something you either have or you don't. Yes. And we've heard this a lot. And so a lot of us are sort of ingrained, it's become ingrained. And the truth is that selling is something that you can learn. Uh, you know, studies show that you can actually learn anything, even the even the um, qualities that we think of that might are, that might be inherent, like athleticism and creativity. Those can be learned, and if you can learn how to be creative or athletic, you can also learn how to do how to do sales. Um, I'm a perfect example. I mean, I'm a total introvert. Uh, I was raised in the South. I was raised that you don't rock your the boat. You do not put yourself out there. You do not toot your own horn and you do not make waves. Right. So, uh, this is, I'm a perfect example that this can be learned. And, you know, my clients are learning this every day. Another sort of misconception is that there's only, uh, one way to sell. Mm. And I, I love that. I, I love that you brought that one up. What is it, I'm sure this comes up with your people all the time because they're, you know, we might've been sold to in the past, right. By people who did it in a way that we didn't like. And, mm. and that's actually one of the biggest fears when people come to me and they're like, I don't want to be a used car salesman, salesy salesperson. Right. Um, and, but they think that that's the only way to do it. So the truth is that once you actually know the skills and uh, some of the tools, you can really layer on your personality. Your You can do it in a way that lets you be yourself. And that's when it actually really starts to get fun. And that's yeah. when you do build those great client relationships. That's where it starts to not even feel like selling. Absolutely. And that's like the point, right? Because you can learn how to sell in a way that doesn't even feel like selling because it feels like yeah. relationship building and, you know, going down the path together with the prospect who's so excited to work with you. Yeah. I can, I can definitely remember for myself when it kind of shifted from like this selling to more serving sort of, you know, mindset um, and how it was just such a big shift where it was like, it really, I was le less worried about like the outcomes of like whether they actually buy from me or how much the potential commission was um, or if I'm the right fit. And it was really just 
you know, having more collaborative conversations, building more relationships, being more curious to learn about them and their problems. And maybe I can help and, um, learning better tactics of, you know, building rapport and trust and positioning myself as an expert and adding value. Um, and, and, and those are the things where it starts to get much more fun, much more fun. Um, and the results are actually a lot better when you're kind of staying out of that outcome of like, you know, how much is the commission, you know, when should I be closing, you know, all of those sort of like really kind of old school sales tactics. Absolutely. And I think there are things that help that along, right? The it's easier to uh, not be so worried about the outcome when you have a full pipeline, for example, Uh, then you're not sort of like uh, clinging to every single opportunity. Um, But it's also what really helps that is what I start with every client, you know, who I work with, it's all about understanding your value. And a lot of times, you know, we go through the sales process with a prospect and we're so like, um, you know, feel like we're sort of at their mercy, whether they say yes or no, Mm. and they have our sort of fate in their hands and what have you. But the truth is, if you know your value, uh, your, and the value to your client, um, then you can, it frees you up to build those relationships and really, you know, do, um, sort of be in a service mindset, uh, without, and you know that whatever happens, you'll be okay. Right. So it's, we're not sort of waiting for the the client to validate us. Does that make sense? It's like, yeah, yeah, it definitely makes sense. It it takes a, a level of confidence, understanding your value. Um, but, but also it, it, it's, it's, you know, then, then you're not like forcing the, the, the prospect to move forward or you're not saying yes to anything and everything they want or compromising, you know, what you do or changing what you do to fit them and all of these things that you do like early on to like, just get the sale, you know? And, and, you know, uh, because when, when you, when you're that confident in what you do, like you can literally pick and choose who you want to work with. And, you know, early on, like, is this going to be a pain in the ass client or not? And whether, when you kind of figure that out, um, because I don't think that like you shouldn't work with anybody that's willing to pay you. Like that's not that in my opinion, like that doesn't mean they're a good you know customer for you. Right. Like you should discovery is equally for you as it is for them as well. Uh, and, and so when, when you're that confident, you're not like compromising what you do or, you know, or discounting or doing all of these like acts of desperation to get the sale. Absolutely. And I think also what it speaks to is the sales process is, you know, the goal is the relationship, right? Because you work together and they give you money in exchange for your services and, and all of that, right? When when you act the way that you just mentioned, right? Whatever you want, I'll do it. And just sort of I'll, taking on any clients. And I think that you, that actually sets up a poor client relationship because your job as the service writer, as the you know the business owner or whatever, you mm-hmm. you are teaching people how to treat you. And that actually starts in the sales process. So, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to women who would say, um, you know, it, it sort of comes out that they really um it's like whatever you whatever they wanted is what I'll do. And I just I'm very I'm in a very responsive mode. And then they get into the client relationship and actually doing the work. And it's like, well, the client wants to talk to me at 8 p.m. or we've gone way over scope or blah, blah, mm. blah. And I think to myself, you know, 
that, that's why teaching your prospect how to treat you starts starts before the work begins. It starts in the sales process. And that confidence and knowing your value, all of that is how you one way you do it. Yeah. And actually, you know, one thing that I found the easiest way to build trust or rapport is to actually challenge what they say. Ask them questions and get them talking, but like challenge, challenge what they say, give them some ideas that are like maybe a little bit outside of what they have thought. That's the like easiest way to build trust and rapport with a prospect um, and develop that sort of respect from them in the relationship that you're talking about. Absolutely. Because think about what that communicates. It communicates confidence. It communicates expertise. It communicates, I am not desperate to, you know, to, to win this client at any cost because I'm willing to sort of push a little bit. It, when you say, listen, I think what you're saying, you, what I hear you say is that these are the problems, but what I really see is that this is the problem, right? That you yeah. sort of open their eyes to the way you think, the way you work. And uh, you're right. It builds trust. It builds respect. And ultimately, it, it serves the, the sales process more. Yeah, and prospects are smart. Like they're, They might not remember everything that you said, but they'll definitely remember how you made them feel, right? And so if, in, in, in any buying process, people are typically evaluating multiple options, right? And, and are you the option that's just like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Sure, that's not a problem, right? And, and, or are they going to go with the person that maybe like, made them think about something they hadn't thought of. Absolutely. And I I think that's that's a great example to think why that's such an important piece in having those conversations. All right. So I want to shift gears a a little bit. Um, You know, what what about for the people who are just like, I I hate selling. They don't know where to start. These are the type of, you know, women that you work with. And what are some like really easy things to get started and to not feel overwhelmed with having to learn how to sell? So the first thing is that just to remember that this doesn't need to be a huge thing, right? Like starting to get, you don't get a million clients tomorrow, right? You, you, you build a practice, you build a business by getting one client at a time. And so that's the first thing we, you know, starting small and start not not starting small necessarily for the client size but just remember that you do it step by step right so that's just one way to sort of keep yourself from getting overwhelmed the other thing is um that you know having a having a strategy a lot of women will come to me and they they don't have a sales process and they don't have a strategy and Mm -hmm. and they don't you know it's they're sort of all over the place and they're they have shiny object syndrome and first of all that's totally understandable because if you've never learned how to do this before and i know this acutely from my own experience if you've never you know had to do this before um why would you you know assume that you have these things right it's like saying oh i'm you know i can't believe i don't know how to play the cello but nobody's like taught you how to play the cello so it's okay to not have a strategy but that should be the first step just to give you some focus and clarity. Um, so one thing I did to, um, to help that is I created something called the one page sales strategy. So, uh, you know, oftentimes 
a lot of the women, especially I work with, come they come out of corporate, and you remember corporate. It's like everything is way too complicated, right? The deck, the powerpoints are way too long, and there's like way too many words on them, and there are too many boxes and arrows. I mean, everything's too complicated. The hundred-page sales strategy. The hundred-page sales <laughs> strategy, right? So, but the truth is that, especially when you're running a service-based business or when you are getting started, that your sales strategy doesn't have to be complicated at all. It, it can be as simple as it can fit on one page. So that's why I put together the one page sales strategy. It's a series of, it's a worksheet exercise uh, to really provide that focus and clarity and create a, a really simple, um, elegant, focused sales strategy for, for a business. And, and when's a good time to start to figure these things out? Like before you start your business, after you get those friendly fam, friends and family, you know, first paying customers, uh, when's a good, you know, time to invest in learning sales. If you're, if you don't know sales, if you've never sold and you want to start a business, I'm a big believer that all founders need to know how to sell. Um, I think that's a more essential skill than whatever it is that you do as your business. Uh, so, so when's a good time to invest in this? Like when should they be figuring these things out, creating that sales strategy? Well, you know, that, uh, that quote that's like uh, the best time to plant a tree is 200 years ago and the second best time is today. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with sales. Now yeah. the, the, you know, I work with people and I'm sure there are a lot of people in the audience who are just super hard on themselves, right? Like if you, if you don't have something or you don't know how to do something, it's easy. You know, the, our natural tendency is to just like kick ourselves because uh, nobody's harder on founders than we are. But, it's, you know, what I would encourage, you know, people to do who don't have this or who want to start learning is just start today, right? Don't beat yourself up for not knowing this before because the best time to start is today. And there are simple things that you can start to do, uh, you know, today, tomorrow that can start to make some progress. And this could be if you don't have a sales strategy, this could be if you have what you think is maybe a strategy, but it doesn't feel good or it's not working or, or anything, right? Yes. It's, you know, if, if it's not working the way you want, it's time to reevaluate this. The one page sales strategy can help if you are, if you find yourself sort of going in different, a bunch of different directions and nothing's really working, this can help too. Um, if you find yourself just sort of sitting on the internet, clicking a lot of things, but not doing anything, uh, the one page sales strategy can help as well. So, and it's, uh, available, uh, for download at onepagesalesstrategy.com. And we'll include that in the show notes for everybody. Before we wrap this up, is, is there any final thoughts, anything else you want to let them know? We're going to, uh, add that link into the show notes. So it's easy to find for everybody. Anything else you want to let folks know or where they can find out more about you? I think the last thing I would offer to you guys who are listening is that um, selling can be learned. It's, you know, it's not this, we talked about it briefly, but I just want to, you know, write it on a post-it, put it on your laptop, put it on your, you know, in your office. This is something that is possible to do. If you've, if you've never done it before, that's, then that's the only reason why you can't do it now, just because you've never done it. It's, it's possible to do it. Be compassionate with yourself. Give yourself uh, some time and space and give yourself tools. Uh, but it's possible to do it, be really successful at it, and have fun with it. 
I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Love this topic. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, write us a review, share it with your friends, and we're always listening for your feedback as well. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.